The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. We are always presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Now a bunch of various media gigs, including CBS and Westwood One, do the preseason games for the Eagles, which, by the way, at this point is now just a month away. Training camps open up in two weeks. First preseason games a month away. It is bananas how fast everything is going. Before you know it, Steve and I will be making our picks each and every week in the NFL, which we love. We've done very well. It's probably why we have so many listeners, so many people that watch us, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And we are very fortunate to have the best grader in the business. That is our guy, Grades, from Australia, who not only does everything for Steve and I every week, but then totals everything up, has it year-round. We always bring him on at least once after the season for him to go through some of the trends that we saw, whether or not we were good or bad on Thursday night or good or bad with road dogs or whatever. He identifies things we did well, things we did not do well. But I also like to talk to grades at least once a year on the Even Money podcast just about him and what's going on with Australian betting, which is really, really interesting because they're like way ahead of the United States in terms of betting. It's a different culture down there. Always fascinating to get the latest with grades. We'll get to him and that interview momentarily. But first, I want to make sure you know that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And listen, I think all of us at some point in our lives either have or will have a time when it'd be very helpful to talk with someone. That's exactly what BetterHelp is all about. Could be just something going on at work, could be marital, 
there's a lot of things that happen. And one thing that's really been beneficial in recent years is there's been such a better understanding of mental health. And that's really what BetterHelp is here for. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash even today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, help.com slash even. Bring in grades. All right, our guy, Sean Grady. Grades is back with us. Wasn't enough when we talked to him after the season. We needed to talk a little bit more. Uh, We don't have Steve right now, Grades, so it's just you and I. I wanted to start. Steve had a question he wanted me to make sure I asked you. He said, how is it possible that 45-point favorites in Aussie rules football lose outright? How is that possible? Well, I think a lot of it, well, in terms of the footy codes, so that that's one of the three. So Aussie rules is not the dominant code where I am. That's more down in um, the southern parts of Australia. But, you know, they're such high point scoring games. You can have games that, you know, have you know 200 points scored in the game sometimes. And, you know, bad weather, the variance is so much that you could have games where you have a total of 70, 60 points in the game. So the, the wild variance between um, the scoring in those games is probably what's going to undo you uh, most of the time. Rank the popularity of the different, you know, football slash rugby codes in Australia nationally, or I, I think it's very regional, right? Yeah. So uh, as much as it pains me to say, number one would be Aussie rules. Um because that does come up into the East Coast where I am in New South Wales, but it's, it's very dominant in, in Victoria, South Australia, Western Australia. So it would probably be number one. Uh, number two would be rugby league, which is uh, the sport I follow in what is the NFL off-season. It's a winter sport, um, but it's predominantly New South Wales and Queensland, so the East Coast of Australia and heading up a bit further north as well. Um, rugby union kind of has its own niche market. There's there's people who really like rugby union, but it um it kind of struggles with popularity these days. Australia hasn't been terribly successful. The local teams aren't terribly successful at the moment. So um it's uh losing followers that are at a rapid pace. But um I believe the rugby world cups this year, so they are getting a little bit of momentum. And then um after that you have, you know, all your other sports. So even though I really like um, our local soccer team, the soccer league here is quite small um, in terms of everything else. Um, but really when it's summer, it, it's cricket over here. Um, so it, it just dominates the sporting cycle. Cricket does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cricket is... Um, we we have a, the Australian teams over in India at the moment having a tour. So they're playing test matches. So those are the five day matches. Um, And, you know, lots and lots of people 
are invested in that. So people will be staying up late to watch the Australian cricket team playing in India. Yeah. Which is the code that they use for like the Rugby World Cup? So there's the Rugby World Cup, which is Rugby Union. Um, so that's a bit more worldwide than uh, Rugby League. So that's later in the year. But they're, um, generally what you find is Rugby League is the kind of sport they go to when they're showing, you know, when they want to show the big hits. And um, it's probably, you know, the biggest physical contact. And, you know, when they want to drum up some support in the US, they play clips of our state of origin um, contest, which is a bit like, um, you know, the Pro Bowl in terms of it's the best players from two different groups, but we have New South Wales and Queensland. So it's two different states, but it actually means something. So it's like an all-star game, but it's apart from winning the whole comp, it's about as passionate as people get um, for their state to beat the other state. That makes sense. What, um, so now that the NFL season's over, what, what do, what do uh, Australians bet on the off season? Um, so we've got, so we've got rugby league actually kicks off tomorrow, the season uh, over here. Aussie rules will be um, in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's probably a good thing Steve's not with us at the moment because what really comes into play is people love the, what we call them same game multis here or same game parlays, the type of bet Steve hates, you know, needle in the haystack kind of stuff, people multiing things that don't correlate together to get those massive odds. They are huge over here. Um, and so much so that, before the broadcast of these games, obviously the the um, sports books love them too because they'll run ads promoting, hey, why don't you do this same game multi? Or, hey, lots of people are doing this. You should jump on it now. And that's really what they push. So, uh, you know, the, the Dumbo bets, as Steve calls them. And most and do people know that, like, it's highly unlikely, but they don't care? It's just kind of fun anyway? Um. I think people think that's the best way to win big. Um, look, I, I've listened to on and off another, um, you know, uh, gambling podcast in Australia that that that's their bread and butter. That's what they put out as their plays each week are these big uh, multi plays and same day multi. And I just um, most people see it as, as that's the way to go. Um, but what? Yeah, I, I'm you know. Again, good thing Steve's not here because I'll play a couple, but I do it much smaller, more for fun. I know that's not the way to make money. No, it almost makes me wonder if that podcast you're referencing, do they have someone like you grading them? Do they come out with how, well, how they do for the year? You know, they're very transparent, but there's not, um, you know, a lot of these are more run by, you know, your run-of-the-mill fan as opposed to, uh, you know, having a professional gambler on the panel to uh, pull up and um, call, call out those, those long shot plays. What are the other differences between like the U S and Australia when it comes to gambling? Um, one of the big ones I've noticed. Okay. So sports gambling and gambling in general has been legalized forever here and been very easy. Everyone, you know, since they're 18, basically has their um, account and they can be gambling on their phone wherever. One of the big changes, oh, there's my boy Noah, who's just walked behind us, um, is 
we don't have the promos that are on in the US at the moment. Seems so we um we've had a lot of them banned uh, because it's it's technically illegal to you know induce someone to do some online gambling or to bet on sports or racing. So we don't have the um yeah we don't have have those great promo offers that were maybe around in the US at the moment. Maybe we had them five to ten years ago. They're kind of gone now. And when, you know, you can still find these good offers of, you know, matching deposits. Um, but when they do come along, people sort of jump on them and everyone jumps on them. Um, there was a famous one in Australia last year. So we have one big horse race, the Melbourne Cup, uh, every year. A new bookmaker came on the um, market and they were offering every single runner in the race. Well, they'll give odds of 100 to 1. And it was every single horse out of the 24. I would struggle to find someone who didn't jump on that. So someone who <laughs> They gave you 101 on every horse? On, on any horse you could pick. So there was a really short price favorite, which was, you know, uh, paying 360, which is about, what, plus 260 uh, US odds. And everyone jumped on it because they thought it would win. And so at one point, this this one sports book, because people are so you know desperate for these promos, they were they stood to lose fifty million dollars if it um if this horse won, they got lucky. It didn't, but that's kind of the uh, <laughs> the the appetite for the promos and the sports betting in Australia. How different? I guess you don't know because you don't live in the U.S. I guess I'm just curious, like how different it is since you guys all grew up with it and it's been legal the whole time. And like when you turn 18, you just do it. It just, it feels like it's a lot more ingrained in the culture where it's just so much newer here. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was five years old at school for this, you know, Melbourne cup race, you would get sent to school with money from your parents because you were going to put money into a pool, into a sweep. And you know, whoever won the race was going to take home, you know, when you're in kinder, I don't know, $15 or something. But this was like run by the schools. Everyone did it. Um, <laughs> it so wait so, a minute. You know, it, Your parents were giving five-year-olds money to put oh, into a pot to try to win? Definitely. And it, it would happen, yeah. And it would be run by your teachers in class time. Class would stop for when the race started. Everyone would watch it. Um and then they divvy up the money to the winners. And, you know, it doesn't happen these days like that. But for my generation, that's what we grew up with. So we were always doing it. Um, you know, it wasn't uncommon to, you know, people to give their parents five, ten dollars and go, Can you go to the sports book before it was all online? Put this bet on for me. And I guess one of the big things like horse racing is still huge here. Um uh we have decent meets every week. Um, you know, there's horse racing on every single day. I've got a, um, you know, a chat group with five or six mates on horse racing. That'll start ramping up on a Friday night before a big Saturday meet. And by the time the races are finished on Saturday, we would have exchanged thousands of messages um, just on that horse racing that's happened that day. And that's just just how popular it is over here. Is there a lot of problem gambling over there, Sean? It, it oh, sounds yeah. like you guys are betting on a lot of different things often. Yeah, it's um, it's one of the big things. And I guess it's why we're kind of 
in the terms of those promos, they're starting to wind them back a bit um, in terms of what you can offer to people. Because, yeah, you know, people who can't do it socially or it becomes a problem for them, it can be very easy for them to get out of control. So, um, but I mean, yeah, it is, I, I think, look, even when, when COVID first started and all the sports stopped, the sports book started putting out markets on will the what will the weather be the next day over and under temperatures. So, um are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, you could bet whether, you know, in Canberra it's gonna be it was gonna be over twenty three and a half degrees Celsius the next day, the maximum temperature. Because it was no, <laughs> there was no sport going on. So those markets were up all the time. That is funny. That would actually but that's like hard to like I guess you gotta wait till the end of the day and see how how high or low it got. What so so okay, so um what about the NFL? And like betting on the NFL, how much is that growing down there? Like, well, are there a lot of people like you, or are you an anomaly? Um, I'm becoming less of an anomaly. Uh, I mean, I don't know anyone who's um, as um, obsessed and into the numbers as such as as I am. But um, like a, the Super Bowl is a good example. So forever, I've been taking off. So Super Bowl's on a Monday over here. Obviously, we're a day ahead. Uh, so, you know, I'd take off that Monday. No one would know why you've got the Monday off. And then, you know, a few years after that, people would go, oh, right, that's uh, you take it off to watch some game. I'd be like, oh, it's Super Bowl on Monday. So gradually people have started to know. And now, you know, in any office around the country, you know, instead of just that one, that one weirdo who watches that American sport, you know, you've got five, six people take the day off to watch uh, specifically the Super Bowl. And I mean, the, the um, pub where we go to watch the Super Bowl each year, you've even seen in, in their attendance. So now you used to be able to walk in because kick off at 10.30 in the morning on a Monday, you could go to a pub, sit down, watch the game in relative peace. Now you're booking tables two, three, four months in advance. If you haven't booked a table, you're not sitting down, you're not seeing the game. And I think as well to go along with that, it's not just the people keen for a Monday off work. Um, generally people, you, you know, you can now have those pub arguments with people over a uh, holding penalty or a pass interference because more and more people are actually understanding it now. It's not just, you know, a reason not to work on a certain day. But, um, yeah, there's a lot more knowledge of the game um, and a lot more um, a lot more fans, more people following through the season, like, People like Jordan Mailata has really helped that as well. There's a lot of Eagles fans around since um since he's come on the scene. They need to send a game down there. They need to have an NFL game down there. There was a couple of years in a row where they did a um, college game. They kicked off the college, and it was huge because it was the only football we could see. So everyone went, and it became a bit like those London games where it was a bit of a festival. Everyone was in their different NFL shirts, and you could see all the fans together. But they would they would sell out a game. They could send a preseason game, and they would sell it out here. Do you um, would you watch the NFL if you couldn't bet on it? Yes. In other yeah, words, like I, I guess I'm curious how much you like the actual sport. Versus just how much fun it is that time of year to be able to bet on something like that. Oh, uh, no, it's definitely being a fan first. Because, I mean, I, I started watching Little Bits probably in the early 90s. 
my dad is a Bills fan. Um, so I remember as a six, seven-year-old, him watching a few unfortunate Super Bowls, watching the Bills lose. Um, so, And I don't even know how he got into it. Being like he was a very, it's very, it was very rare to find a NFL fan in the early 90s. But that's where I started. So I, it's probably still one of my favorite sports to watch. So even without the gambling, I would still watch it. So well, it's enough. I could not have a bet on and I would still be getting up at 4 a.m. and I'd put on the red zone on a Monday morning before I go to work, even if I wasn't betting. So yeah, it's definitely a good enough sport for me. It's not just the gambling. Is that when the the, the one o'clock Sunday games start, 4 a.m.? Uh, it shifts throughout the season when daylight saving starts and finishes for each of us. So start of the season, it is 3 a.m. Wake-ups for me on Mondays to start watching. Then it shifts to 4 a.m. By the end of the season, it's only a 5 a.m. wake-up to watch the 1 p.m. games. So, so wait a minute. So do you – do you watch until you have to go to work? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll and then what do you on. do when you're at work? Just like follow it on your phone? Well, I was going to say I obviously work while I'm at work, but um, yeah, I, I have it um, playing. If, if it's not something I particularly want to watch, I might put, I might try and find a radio stream. So occasionally I'll work around and try and find whatever game you're covering and I'll listen to that while I'm sitting oh, at nice. my office um, and just listen to the audio. Um, the alternative is say I'm a Packers fan. So if there's a good Packers game on and it's the Sunday night game, so that's basically a midday kickoff for me, busiest time of the day, I'll have to basically shut everything off if I want to watch it that night. So I'll be no social media. Basically we'll try and stay off the internet. I won't look at any messages or anything just so I can come home. Then I'll watch it at six o'clock at night. Wow, man. That is dedication. My man, Sean Grady, thank you so much again for everything you do for the show. Great to get you on a second time this offseason. Thank you so much. Not a problem, mate. Absolute pleasure. Awesome conversation with my boy, Grades, always. Love talking beer with Grades because I like taking things to the next level by drinking some Labatt Blue Lights with friends, live life to the power of we. I would love to have some Labatt Blue Lights with grades at some point. That guy is awesome. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You know who else is awesome? Jack Connell is awesome. And Jack, I figured since we're doing kind of a hodgepodge episode today, where we got a lot of insight from Australia, kind of decided to give Fezzik the week off I am curious. How old are you? 22. Okay. What, what's it like for 22? I think I've read that your generation, are you generation what? Z? What is it? I, th- I think it's Z. I don't know. I've never caught up with which ones are which between millennials, Gen X, Gen Z. I always get confused by it. But it's like the people born like 97 to 2003. Is like anyway, I think, I think you're Gen Z. And supposedly Gen Z does not like watching sports on TV as much as older people do, but they do like betting. Is that what you found? I don't know about watching TV less, but I mean, they definitely bet a lot. I could probably, it's easier for me to name the people that don't bet amongst my friends and the people I know than those that do. It's very, it's, it's different. It's not like the Steve aspect of it. It's very like team centric, parlay centric, popular game 
based. That's really interesting. So that many of your guys are doing it already. Pretty much my entire friend group does all the time. It's, How did that start? I think a lot of it is once they turn 21, you know, a lot of them are in college and they just wanted easy money. And I think the biggest thing that drew a lot of them in, especially myself, was a lot of these mainly DraftKings, like the $20 free bets. You get like six $20 free bets on whatever. And that's, I think that's the kind of what drew them in. It's like, oh, we can make so much money off this. And it's just, it makes games fun. Like you go to Phillies games, Eagles game, whatever. Like you put $10 on the Eagles, it makes it more enjoyable to watch, stuff like that. Yeah, unless they lose. I mean, you're already at the game. <laughs> Speaking of DraftKings, by the way, they are by far the best place to play best ball. Are you kidding me? With this $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs, for a limited time, you can join DraftKings' largest best ball contest ever. Get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. Just make sure you use the code, Ross. Each week, you'll automatically rack up points from all your top scores. You don't have to drop people and worry about injuries, inactive, any of that stuff. What are you waiting for? Head to the DraftKings app, sign up with code Ross, start playing best ball today. Join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament, and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with code Ross. What a fun show. Got to talk with my boy grades about what it's like betting in Australia these days. Got some very interesting insight from you, Jack, about your generation. Love it. We'll get back to it with Steve next week. We're going to start to look at these preseason games, believe it or not, next week. They'll be here before you know it. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money this week. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.